Welcome to Critical Encounters, a podcast about Marvel Champions, a living card game by Fantasy Flight Games. Here we take a good look at the most critical piece of the game, the encounter sets. We'll discuss those poorly understood characters, unfairly labeled villains, and their various plans to shape humanity and benefit the planet, as well as those so-called heroes intent on thwarting them. I'm one of your hosts, Steve, and joining me tonight is Daniel and Mustafa. Good evening. Hi. How are you guys doing tonight? Fantastic. Very excited to start this show. Great. Yeah, me too. So this is our episode zero. Um, We're going to talk for a few minutes about what we're going to talk about, and then we're going to introduce ourselves, our gaming background, and then do a little dive into some encounter cards. Awesome. So every episode, we're going to take a look at the encounter cards. We're going to talk a little bit about our recent gameplays, uh, on our side scheme uh, segment, uh, hopefully where the villain does something great. Then we're, <laughs> we're going to get into our uh, You Had Me monologuing, where we're going to take a look at encounter sets uh, for both the villains, the modular sets, and uh, our nemesis sets. Uh, we might spotlight a community co- contributor in our team-up section, and then we'll end every episode with a catchphrase and let you know how to contact us. Fantastic. It should be also noted that you plan on keeping these episodes pretty short, looking yes. uh, at the 25 to 30 minute time frame. And right? cleverly timed to the average commute time in the United States. That's because we're clever villains. Yeah. I mean, of and course we've researched that. Yeah. Plan for this thing. That's right. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Um, so, Daniel, why don't you tell us about yourself? Well, all right. Uh First off, I go by Big Foam Loaf in Discord and other places on the interwebs, and I am part of a, a Monday night Twitch cast with my dear friend Mike Wandering Took. We have a Twitch where every Monday we play either Arkham Horror, LCG, Lord of the Rings, LCG, or sometimes even Marvel Champions. And we often have guest players on with us, and it's a lot of fun. And you can find us at YouTube slash Wandering Tuke. As for gaming, I've been playing, well, I'm going to date myself here a little bit, uh, pretty much been a board gamer, card gamer since uh, 1981, when my dad surprised me for Christmas with the uh, basic red box Dungeons and Dragons. And... uh, that's just got me got me going on this crazy ride of gaming and everything about my imagination and creativity I owe to Dungeons and Dragons for the most part and then being a part of these types of communities and playing games it's just it's wildly awesome to me so that's that's kind of my brief history uh, I had the red box d d set as well that was great <laughs> oh yeah. yeah I have a, I, had- I have a t-shirt now that that has it so I had a box, but I don't remember its color because I'm older than probably both of you. We didn't really discuss our ages, did we? No, now everyone knows. Yeah, all right. Let's keep it that way. (laughs) Mustafa, why don't you tell us about yourself and your gaming history? Um, Okay, I'll start with my online uh, credits, uh, which are none. I don't uh, really do uh, twitching or uh, I have zero fame online. Um, I did create a Discord account for this. Uh, I picked my name as The Truth. I don't know why. Oh, wait, I know why. Uh, But it's a really long story, and we'll tell it some other time. Um, 
And uh, let's see. Yeah, Daniel uh, is the one who dragged me into this big show. Um, and uh, I've been playing games with him for, it's got to be almost a decade now, right? Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, because, yes, our kids were not born or just being born at the time we met. And now they're both fourth and fifth graders. Um, but I have been gaming since uh, the early 80s as well, uh, both Dungeons and Dragons, but also old school Avalon Hill board games, uh, SPI board games and the like. Now I'm using these words, I probably, they probably mean very little to a lot of people, but that's, where, that's back then when we um, you know, had to walk barefoot both ways through snow uphill to play games. Um, and we had only about 20 games we could choose from, unlike today. But I've, I've been in this hobby for a very long time, and I've really enjoyed its um, development and renaissance. There was a time when people were talking about how board games were dead because computer games were going to take over. That, thankfully, did not happen. And we're really living in a golden age of gaming, and I'm happy to kind of be barely hanging on as I also start to... <laughs> raise kids and have a life as well well said sir how about you steve okay so uh i go by vardan out there on the interwebs um pretty much discord anywhere um i used to do a tolkien based mush back in the early 90s so that's part of dating me and that's where that name came from he was a from isengard um I also started playing in the late 80s that Redbox D&D um, and just fell in love with the idea of the RPG and the board games. I currently run a role-playing play-by-post website called uh, Fellowship of the Dice. Uh, we're the first ones if you Google Fellowship of the Dice. Um, so that's been going about 15 years now. It's all text-based role-playing. Um, wow. Yeah, um, that's a lot of fun. But uh, it's also slow, and you don't really get to meet anyone. <laughs> so I very much enjoy playing uh, at the table with people. I got into the – my first card game was, you know, Magic. Um, I played that for a while, and then I discovered Legend of the Five Rings when it was owned by AEG, and I got into that, like, right at the beginning, and I played that for 15 years. Toward, till It got kind of towards the end, and then uh, I discovered the Lord of the Rings lcg co-op game and that was just perfect i love tolkien i love all that that whole middle earth genre and then uh, being able to play co-op or solo has been really great with i also have three kids uh from six to 12 years old so it's very difficult and you know it's hard to find the time and lord of the rings led into arkham horror which led into marvel i don't have as great a marvel background as maybe some people do well, that's, that's us. That's us. That's well, who we are. What we did mention was that our Marvel history, or the fact that we're going to try to come at a lot of this from the villain side of things, the encounter sets, not talk about those so-called heroes very much, right? Sure. Only insofar as how we can defeat them. Correct. Right? Well, and like, who is vulnerable to us and who seems to be better at thwarting us, that kind of thing. Are we also going to admit the fact that we seem to get defeated more often than we succeed, or are we just going to ignore that? It it does seem we get face punched a lot. Yes, but we keep yes. getting back up, right? I mean, we, no. we get back up. 
We can back up. We're not. Yeah, too- we can do this all day. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say that. Oh, oh right. That's somebody else. Someone else said that. Yeah. But in terms of like Marvel history, I I quite honestly have very little other than the occasional Avengers movie and this game. And so what's you know what Lord of the Rings did for me also was sort of got me into researching the backstory of this stuff more than I would have if I didn't play the game. Um, I wasn't really a Tolkien nerd until the movies came out. To be honest, I'm almost ashamed to admit it. But um, they and so. But I then started studying the history and studying the the writings a lot more because of the game. Because the game is so immersive. If anyone out there plays Lord of the Rings card game, um, it does a great job of that. And so, what I'm excited about with this podcast is learning more about this world because I like superheroes and I like that kind of thing. And like I did a little research on Rhino's backstory. It's fascinating. The guy's fascinating. We'll talk about it in a later episode. Yeah, I look forward to learning a little bit more as well. Me too. I guess we're all admitting that we're none of us are Marvel neophytes, let alone experts. Right. Right. True, true, true. <laughs> but, but we all like the game. I think the game is, is uh, the best LCG yet. Uh, I think FFG have done a really good job of refining this scheme and the, the structure of the game that they started with Lord of the Rings uh, and through Arkham Horror. And now this one, I think, is really my favorite uh, LCG. I, I really like how all three of the co-op games have their own feel. They play differently and they have like they have that immersion in their own genre really well. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and sadly for us, like this superhero game really is about making the superheroes super. Yeah. You know? So that is, it is kind of painful turns out. Um, so, but right. they still need us because they can't be heroes without having villains to beat up on. So That's right. they're actually maybe even more important than the heroes. I'd say one could even say critical. Say yes, critical. Yes, critical. Um, so wait, that's in our title. I just got it. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I don't know, Steve. What do you think? Should we start? Episode zero. Yeah, our or, we I think we went through our origin stories pretty good. Yeah. Before we start looking at any of the cards, there's an interesting piece of trivia. We know that Caleb, the designer, really likes Surge. Uh, we've seen it in Lord of the Rings. There's Surge in Arkham Horror that Matt Newman has put in there, and this game is no exception. There's Surge. It seems like all over the place. It's a ton of Surge. Right? It doesn't. It feels like every card is surging all the time, at least when I play. Um, <laughs> yeah. But now we, ce- now we celebrate the surge, Steve. That's it's right. Okay. That's right. It gives us that extra action advantage on the villain side of things. But the interesting piece is, by title, there are only six cards in the game that have the surge keyword on them, which is only nine total physical cards. Really? Uh, yeah, and some of those are Nemesis cards, so they don't really count because they um, they very rarely come out. Right? Interesting. Uh, so there's biomechanical upgrades, two of those in the Doomsday Chair set. You've got exhaustion from the Expert set, heart-shaped herb from Black Panther Nemesis set, the Cree Manipulator, which there's two of those in the Captain Marvel Nemesis set, under fire from Expert and Weapons Runner, and two Weapons Runner in the Claw set. 
So you'll maybe see one or two of those a game. Maybe. Depending on, yeah, right? So is anyone else getting the feeling that we've been shortchanged? By FFG? I think we need more surge. We do. Are you listening, FFG? I hope you're listening. <laughs> because there's no standard surge. There is no surge in any of the uh, villain sets except for the two in Claw. I mean, how come, how come Ultron doesn't have surge? That's ridiculous. I guess he's doing some other fun things. But Steve, I don't yeah. think your trivia is over. No, actually, so there are 27 additional cards that have some sort of conditional version of Surge. So that's why it feels like there's so many cards that just keep surging. Right. Okay. If you're in alter ego mode, it surges, that kind of thing, right? Yeah, if you don't yeah, discard yeah. and upgrade, it surges. If, yeah, if there's some condition that's met, it'll surge on you. Which we know that Surge is important in this game for us villains because that means... We go through our deck quicker, and we get those acceleration tokens out faster. So the more surge, the better for our villains, the worse for our heroes. It's true. However, those conditional surges merely make something happen, right? So if they weren't there, the card would have just sort of shot across the bow and missed, right? So it's not like legit surge that then gives you a second encounter card to deal with. It's just an encounter card to deal with. Right, it kind of re- it replaces its useless self. Yeah, none of no encounter card will whiff, uh, which right. is a change from some of the other LCGs sure. where some cards Absolutely. do just whiff, um, which is great for us villains. It's terrible when you're a hero. Yeah, I guess, but we still expect more performance from our FFG underlings. Next time they put out something, we want genuine surges. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, fortunately for us. The cards we are looking at today are yes. legitimate Surgy cards. Yeah, so we're going to talk a little bit about the Expert Encounter set, um, which is only three cards. But first, we're just going to talk a little bit about Expert. Daniel, had some thoughts on that? Well, I do have some thoughts on it. One is that I feel, in a lot of ways, and I and this is intentional in a lot, and Caleb has said it in when I've talked to him, and other people have said it, that... This game is intentionally kind of easy in normal mode, right? Like, um, your heroes feel heroic, and you're, you're, you're going to win most of the time, right? Yeah. So I kind of say, if you want a challenge in this game, expert is almost required. And I, like, I don't know if this is a bold statement or, or not, but like, I feel like the game, I win this game more often than not on standard. I agree. And that's by, very, by different. Yep, that's very different from, say, Arkham, where the right. standard is going to at least sometimes win. Sometimes win. Uh, now, that said, I also hardly ever play in expert mode. So um, I, do, I do confess to that. But I was wondering, do you guys do like a hybrid where you will play the villains versions one and two and just throw this expert module in with the standard as well? Sort of a hybrid expert? I haven't done that, but that's a good idea. Um, yeah, I feel like you should just have these three cards in all the time, no matter what level you're playing, because it just gives an extra bit of challenge. Maybe they're actually... Your toes. Maybe what you're touching on is the fact that these cards are actually misnamed. They should be called real villain cards, as opposed to kind <laughs> of fluffy or nerfed villain mode Maybe. that you would get without having these cards in the encounter deck. Maybe so. Well, do you guys play expert mode often? Uh, yeah, I've played 
I played a bunch. Um, so my gameplay with this, that's another thing, is I typically play multiplayer. I have only played it solo a few times. Um, I have a regular Friday night game group. We got this box. We have been playing it every Friday since it came out. Um, nice. we've, we've played two players. We've played five players, which was just ridiculous. Um, if you have the time, it was fun. Um, I know, <laughs> I know it doesn't say five on the box, but if you got a couple sets, you could do it. Uh, but we typically play a lot of four-player games, and um, we, we've been cycling some new guys in and out, so we, we haven't really played too much Expert, but we have played Expert. And other than Expert Ultron, it definitely felt doable every time. It gave us the challenge. It was okay. And then when we played Expert Ultron, it was like, well, what are we doing? Like, it was really hard. Um, right. So, yeah. And I think Expert Green Goblin Mutagen also is pretty difficult with the right encounter set, modular encounter set in there. You can just get overwhelmed with minions so quick, um, which is what Ultron does to you too. Sure. Yep. So the one other thing that people could do is to put in a different modular set. I know the core ones are ready for difficulty. And for example, while playing um, some wimp like Rhino, you could put in Hydra or even the Doomsday Chair and right. make it a little more challenging that way. Mm -hmm. That's what I've done. I don't think I've just added in the recommended modular well, sure. you know, villain one, villain two, plus expert cards. But that, that might actually be a good idea, even for starting players. Yeah. Have you, has anyone experience, uh, experimented with multiple modular sets? No. Yeah, we have. Uh, we played a little bit. We tossed in a couple sets. It, water, mm -hmm. it waters down the encounter deck a little bit, so you don't go through it as quick. But sure. um, it can have some interesting combos. And just different gameplay. I mean, the, the nice thing about it being in a co-op game is you can do that, right? You can put in yep. Legions of Hydra and the Doomsday Chair, or you could take those out. If you, That's another option, too. If you take a modular set out, that encounter deck will go really fast. Interesting, yeah. I also saw Team Covenant played on their Super Expert mode or something like that, where they just basically played that there was a hazard card out nonstop, so they always drew an extra encounter card. So, okay. Yep. Yeah. That, yeah. I mean, it's definitely. I mean, it's, that's another beautiful part of the system in this engine is like you can really fine tune the difficulty in this one. I think. Yeah. But I, but I would encourage players definitely always throw in these three cards we're about to talk about. I think they just give a little, little extra something something to the challenge of the game. They're probably not going to break it for you and make you lose that turn, though they could, I suppose. But they just. They just make it a little less predictable for the villain. Yeah, so let's talk about them. Sure. All right, so Go for it. we only have three, and there's three of us. So I'll take the first one. Uh, exhaustion. It is a treachery. It has the keyword surge on it, which means you're going to reveal a second encounter card. And then it has the when revealed, exhaust your identity card. Uh, oh, and, so good. And it has so good. two boost icons. Um, yeah, so putting out something else, and disabling a hero for next turn. They're not going to be able to defend if we get in a, an assault this time. They're not going to be able to attack us when their turn comes around. And we're going to put something else out, which could be a vil you know anything else. It's so good. It's two for one. Uh, it's got a great picture, too, of Black Panther getting beat up. Uh, yep. Look, some great, <laughs> great art. This game's got great art in it. 
It sure does. Yeah. I, yeah. There's And there's no, unless you've got maybe Black Widow can really thwart us, the ally. She can kind of sure. handle this, maybe cancel it uh, if she's got the right resources. Um, but And that, that hideous Captain America with his yeah, he hero can, ability. He can ready up. And the interesting too, yep. thing, too, is it exhausts your identity card. It's not exhausting your alter ego. It's not exhausting your hero. It's no matter what form you're in, right. boom. No, you, you flipped over so you could recover? Nope, you're not going to do that. Right. I think a lot of people miss that rule sometimes about, like, you know, this hits your hero or this hits, right? they just like, oh, man, I have to exhaust my card. It's like, well, no, it says exhaust each hero or right. something like that. Um so yeah, this one just no matter what, it's gonna get you, and then it's gonna kind of give you a a second jab in the face right after that surge keyword. Yeah, it's like the one-two punch for the for yep. the villain. Absolutely love this. Yeah, card. it is good. And and it's also one of those cards that uh, like you might save uh, some of your treachery counters for. Right? If you know it's in the deck, you'll save it, and then other treacheries can hit them that they might otherwise cancel. Oh, right. So, yeah. so this just changes mindsets. Right? Nothing, nothing drags down uh, a player this game than like exhausting their hero or alter ego without being able to do any of their tricks. Yeah. So, so how, how many treachery-canceling uh, tools do the, do the wimpy heroes have? I can think of two off my top of my head. Spider-Man? Yeah, Spider-Man's Enhanced Spidey Sense and the Black Widow Ally. And there's the protection card that you can cancel the treachery to get attacked instead. Oh, right. Get get behind me. Get behind me. Yeah. Not that many. uh, But when they see this coming up, they're going to be reaching for them if they have them. Yep. So that's one way to get rid of those anti-treachery cards, I guess. Which then allows this next expert card to sneak in. Yes. Shall I read it for you? Go for it. All right. This one is called Master Plan. It is also a treachery. When revealed, place four threat on each side scheme. If there are no side schemes in play, discard cards from the top of the encounter deck until a side scheme is discarded. Reveal that side scheme. And it has two boost icons. Oh, what a card. What a card. Now, here's the thing. Do you guys often have side schemes going? Like, maybe one, but do you have... uh, Maybe against Ultron or or maybe Green Goblin, there have been times when there was more than one side scheme, but a lot of the others don't seem to be, you know, putting a lot of weight on their side schemes, in my experience. But maybe you guys have had different experiences. I noticed... Uh, in a four-player count, you get a better chance to have multiple side schemes in play. Uh, that's uh, true. Because you you know you're drawing four cards plus possibly some surging, so that's where you get a chance to have more of them out. Uh, especially if if this comes up later in the rotation, you maybe you just got one out, but yeah, usually one or two. Any more than that, and the heroes are really really doing bad, uh, which is yeah, which is great. This is just kicking them when they're down. Yeah. Right, and I love the fact that. It will just go grab one if there aren't any in play. I think that that is brilliant. Right. It, right. No right. cards with. So. So no what? With. Actually, along those lines, what happens if we run out of the encounter deck and still haven't revealed a side scheme? Do we reshuffle and keep going, or are we done? 
No, we're done. Actually, that's the only time a card like this will whiff. Uh, it does say that if the encounter deck runs out of cards, you immediately shuffle the discard pile back in, but you end the effect. So this yep. master plan is not going to keep hunting. Same goes yeah. for any of those effects. It's like, go get a minion. You know, discard until you get a minion. If you don't get any... Yeah. Bro, I, I, guess wish, get I wish it said... Oh, go ahead, Miss. No, I guess I, I was saying at least we'll get an acceleration counter if that happens. Right. Yes. But yep. still, it would have been it would have been nice if it kept going. Yeah. Or if it said encounter deck and discard pile. Yeah. Oh yeah. That, but you know, thereby guaranteeing the hit. So, but then you get to choose your side scheme as a hero if it's in the discard pile. So. True. Um, heroes also, if they're in the middle of an ability, they don't get to keep going either. I believe. Like um, Iron Man, if he's doing his blast and he runs out of cards, you know he's supposed Correct. to flip, flip over five. So they have the same limitations as the villains. So. One of the few fair things in this game that, that treats <laughs> heroes and villains equally. Right, right, right. Now, the, the rules of war. Yeah. So what, what do you guys think of the scaling of this card? I feel like in solo, this play, this is a hit. You know, like I don't know. I mean, I think when because four uh, threat. To four players is different from four plat, four threat to one player, right? Yes, ob- yeah. obviously, obviously. But, but with with four players, as we were just talking about, we have a better chance of having multiple side schemes, each of which will get four. Sure. Whereas in solo, and most of my experience has been solo or two player or two handed solo, um, right. and I don't have a lot of side schemes going precisely because of what what we said about mm-hmm. drawing more cards with four. So, I, yeah, I, I, but it is a huge hit. Four, four threat is not a fun thing to see when you're soloing. Yeah, especially if you're not, like, playing Justice. Now, here's a quick question for you, because I cannot remember. Are the schemes associated with, with each member of the Wrecking Crew? Oh, they wouldn't use this in Counter Deck anyway, right? Oh, so if you're mind. playing expert. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure how that's going to work. I think they each get their own encounter set, and that's it. That's I don't it. think there's a... Yeah, there's a side A and yeah. a side B, I think. Yeah, so okay. Rhino has two side schemes in his deck. Claw has three in his. So there are some... They're you know, out there. Yeah, they're out there. It's, it's definitely possible that this could really, really get the heroes. Yeah. So, which is why, again, I discourage you to put this set in. Um... Especially this next card. Yes. So I guess that's mine. Yep. And I'll say this outright. Exhaustion, master plan, pretty good. But this one is the bomb. Literally. <laughs> because if you look at that art, something's happening to the heroes. You can't even see them. They're in little pieces, hopefully. I, I just see um, fire. Yeah. And <laughs> when, if you don't have a treachery cancel, you might as well pack up and go home. Because this one reveals surges, and then it says, when revealed, reveal the top card of the encounter deck. Thereby, it's a double surge, right? Uh, and then, of course, I love the I love the text that goes with it. Uh, also, if you happen to turn this up as a boost, it's three, nothing to sneeze at. Oh, um, so good. Yeah, highest out there. Yeah. And so I think Under Fire, which is the last card in the expert set, is the is the best of the expert set in terms of um, how much villains like it? I I think I think exhaustion is a close second. Uh, I think it's very situational. Master yeah. plan can be big, but it can also just search through the whole deck and do nothing. So 
But under fire, when it reveals two more cards, that's when it really, yeah, really gets. I mean, and it will reveal two cards. Yep. Yeah. So far, we have nothing. Uh, I don't think that counters surge, do we? Unless it's part of a when revealed effect. So surge, the keyword, will happen no matter what. Right. So some things, some when revealed have said, when revealed, do this. If you can't surge, it would cancel that. But this, these surge keywords here cannot be canceled, I don't think. I don't know. Black Widow's wording says, cancel the effects of that card and discard it, then reveal another card from the encounter deck. It doesn't, okay. it doesn't say... It doesn't say cancel, cancel the, the when revealed, revealed effects. Effect. Right. Okay. So she All might right. be the only one. I, she might be then, yeah. Because I think Spidey's, uh, his only cancels the, the when revealed effects. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Right. And get behind me would probably cancel this as well. Okay. Yeah. And Sp- well, then, I, then I retract my, my whole statement. Yeah. Well, Enhanced Spider Sense will not cancel the surge. So. Right. Okay. Good. Oh, here we go. I just looked it up. Get behind me only cancels when revealed, so it would okay. not cancel awesome. the surge. Awesome. So you, you'll get you'll be getting them for at least one card. Now, what happens if this comes up as the last card on the encounter deck? So that's like a really edge case. But I guess then you're not revealing the top card of the deck because there's no more cards left, right? And the, I believe, like I think, it, the as soon as the encounter deck is out of cards, you're going to shuffle it and put it back on there. So you will hit the surge i mean you would keep you i would think so right because you're gonna i don't know because you're gonna continue to deal out encounter cards like if you ran out of cards you would keep dealing them out i'm pretty sure that makes sense because surge is not necessarily like a like an effect of something like master plan is right right and master plan you're you're discarding a certain number of cards until something happens this is something different so i I think it's gonna go off all right i think it's slightly different Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, and three it, boost, man. Ugh. That that it can, is the bomb. Yeah, that can yep. get you out of nowhere and just So that's the expert set, and it's awesome. And again, use it no matter what. It makes Rhino a challenge. Okay, so let's not let's not get carried away. <laughs> so we said we'd go about twenty to twenty six minutes or whatever, and we're at thirty three already. So okay. Yep, we're gonna wrap this up here. Um, let's wrap it up. So if you want to get a hold of us, you can send us an email at criticalencounterspod at gmail.com. You're going to be able to find us at criticalencounters.libsyn.com. Those are the two ways to locate us. Or we're on Discord as the Vardan, Big Foam Loaf, and The Truth. Dan, why don't you take us out? But wait. There's more. Wow.